And you know, the usual alerts that are just, they cover your face so you're not really sure what the hell's going on. There we go, we are good. It is trending Thursday. Good evening, everyone. This is Carol So, AKA Bonnie Bus, live with you. Sisters, hey, good evening, everyone. This is Janice, AKA Wellness Diva 5.0. And um, <laughs> I just received a message from the Keanu Reeves on my Instagram account. It's hysterical. Oh yeah. I just I gotta read this to you. Hello. I just can't remember where I've seen this beautiful face, but are you a fan of my movies? Well, well first of all, it, you know, very nice message. We're not gonna, you know, uh totally diss the author on his, you know, very polite, sweet message, I guess. Um, yeah, but you know what's that? When you think about that stuff, people do when they get a message or an alert, they really think they're talking to the real person. That's yes. Scary. That's scary. Yes. And it's scary that somebody would think that that's funny. I mean, unless it was someone, you know, that you personally knew that was trying to play a prank on you. Well, that's the thing. And, you know, with social media, we, we all know, uh, you know that we have to be very cautious, not give out um, a lot of information, although <laughs> we are in social media, right? Which is, you know, how do you balance all that? Uh, and I think I was chatting with you earlier about Clubhouse, how I have uh, 5.4 thousand followers now, which is amazing. But the bottom line is, I don't own those, the rights to that. So if you're trying to, you know, grow a business um, and that's where, you know, having that CRM in place is very important. But I will say from those 5.4 thousand followers, there's probably about six or seven different Keanu Reeves following me. So I would have to say there's a good, um, probably, one percent at least which would be about 50 people that you know i've got princes and kings and whatever you know yeah. hey i'm flattered well you know it's it's funny where you know they i don't know and, and he's such a he's i i particularly like him as an actor oh yeah uh, he's not i don't i ever get the feeling he's an elitist type of that you know i just think he's kind of down to earth kind of just you know, really sticks himself. He's not out in the limelight of Hollywood and whatnot. So I do like him. Uh, I'm you know, speaking of him. What would what was your favorite movie? Since he wants to know. Mm, well, I am a big fan of Keanu Reeves, and I've loved all of his movies. I loved, of course, Speed. Loved all those movies. I loved him in. I think it was The Matrix, and there's a couple different uh movies i also liked him in that movie with um <coughs> excuse me that godfather actor uh whose name escapes me right at the moment oh yeah uh, and speaking of godfather actors uh james Kahn passed away today 82 years old oh you know i remember him i mean obviously excellent excellent uh but probably one of my favorite um and i gotta think of the name of it 
favorite movies, and it's a very old movie. I just, uh, it's, uh, it's so sad. Um, I'm looking it up because it's such an old movie that a lot of people probably have not seen. Now I'm trying to find it. He, of course, let me do this. I want to say he, and it's based on a true story. Um, Brian's, I think it's Brian's song. I, I think you're right, Brian's song. Oh, so the actor that played, that I was referring to Keanu Reeves in that movie, and I don't remember the name of the movie, um, but his name is Al Pacino. So <laughs> I would have to look up that movie name, but that was an awesome movie. He played Brian Piccolo. Yes, yes. Gail Sayers was uh, played by Billy, um, Billy D. Williams. And they were teammates. It's a, it's a true story. They were teammates. And I want to say it was like, you know, somewhere in the 60s, mid 60s. And the team escapes me. Chicago. It was football. So she got the Chicago, whatever the heck they're called, Chicago. Bear, is it the Bears? Chicago Bears, maybe? Could uh, be. Football team. But anyways, he portrays this Brian Piccolo who, um, you know, suddenly was diagnosed with, with cancer. And you see, you know, the journey. And I just remember it resonated with me because he did such an amazing job with that role. And it's a, it's one of those it's one of those movies that's it's definitely a tearjerker. And uh, I just uh, well that's just sad sad news. See, I've, I've been like on the computer all day long, helping people with their thrive experience, <laughs> new people coming on board. But anywho, yeah. So I didn't hear that news, but I am so oh he's such a just a nice nice just seemed like a nice actor. You know, like, yeah. and his son, now James Conn's sons, uh, his son's name escapes me, but he is in the revival of um, Hawaii Five O. So back to the Brian song. That movie came out in 1971 and was the ABC movie of the week. And James Conn, of course, played the role of Brian Piccolo. Yes. Um, Chicago Bears football player stricken with terminal cancer after turning pro in 1965. Yeah. It, and it was just, you know, oh, I'm just so sad to hear that. But of course, yes, he was in The Godfather. Mm -hmm. He was the, uh, the, the, the older brother that ended up being killed. Sonny. Sonny being like, you know, turn into a, I don't know, a piece of paper with holes in it. I, I remember that scene vividly. That was at, I think it was almost like a, either a toll or a parking, something a toll like booth. Yes, a toll booth. He knows he's going down, <laughs> you know, just like, oh, droopers. So uh, here's, a, here's a question. What? He was an elf too. Oh, yeah, that's true. What was your favorite? What what is one of your favorite lines from The Godfather? Um, I don't know that I have one. I have two. 
Okay, go ahead. Please. The first one is make him an offer he can't refuse. Oh yeah, that yeah, that one. That's a good one. I don't know what I love about that. And then of course the other one was leave the gun, take the cannolis. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's a, that's that is a good one. I'm just still stuck on this. So sad. Does it? How did he die? Does it say like that matters? But um, it did not say from what I saw. Wow. It's sad to hear that. Well, you know, you served um, Hollywood when Hollywood was Hollywood with, with glamour and mm -hmm. and all that good stuff and just good people. And yeah, that's just, you know, sad. That's very sad. I think I'm going to have to watch one of his movies now. I really liked him. So yeah. I'm sure things that is trending, um, you know, sometimes things that are trending are just kind of like makes you sad. Yeah. Yes, it, it it certainly does. And I think, you know, what you said about, you know, he was he was Hollywood when Hollywood was, you know, back in back in the day, like the Walter Cronkite era. Yeah. And you know, he would sadly be missed, I'm sure all over the world so now interesting enough, he was born in the bronx mm -hmm. and uh queens and he he claimed he was the only new york jewish cowboy <laughs> he was a former michigan state football player my tommy's uh, alma mater let's see i uh, transferred to hofstra university unbelievable and at that time he was making a, a bit player rounds on tv shows dr kildare combat route 66 the alfred hitchcock show in the early 60s um then he was also after director howard hawks cast him in two movies red line 7000 1965 and el dorado forgot about that one. Oh yeah so to attract attention the next blah 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 um bonafide you know, star later, he showed up later years as a crusty old guy for Addy Color or the human embodiment of AARP. Kyle <laughs> was still the kind of performer who stopped dead in your tracks. I mean, he just, you know, and he did such a good role uh, with the elf too, you know. He, he, he had a great role. He was the father. That, oh, that's right. Because it wasn't it Will Ferrell who was the elf. He was the elf, but he was will's father so he did it you know he did such a good job and you know uh, one of the greats one of the greats that's for sure but on this trending thursday you know we we always talk about a lot of people will just what's trending what's going on got to know and i say by the time you go through all your scrolls and rolls and figure out what's trending you could be the trend center you could be like whatever showing people stuff so anyways i made a really delicious meal tonight so i think i saw that meal is trend setting right now like so many people are did you add this can you add that and it uh you know and it's so funny because i love taking a recipe and picking it apart to still give that robust flavor or rich flavor whatever it may be but substituting a lot of that some of the yummy goodness that's not so necessarily healthy good for you out of the mix so i did change up a few things 
I did sprinkle uh, with some 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 fresh Parmesan cheese. I don't like I said I about ninety percent dairy, but I'll do a few you know the few flakes of it, and then I uh, did a couple other substitutes. But boy, it came out just so tender, so good. Um, yeah, it was yummy. But I'm gonna have to go do a few laps because it was you know a little bit. I ate a not a huge bowl, but a, you know a, a good size. So I didn't really eat a big lunch. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, I'll go do some laps in the pool, get some movement in, and get some up. But you know, every now and then, it's always good to try new recipes and really make them your own. You know, add your own little flair to it because that's the kind of recipe where you can add more things, you can take out things, and really change the dynamics of the texture and the flavor. So I love doing stuff like that. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So tonight, as I was um, cooking dinner, of course, I'm trying to use up the frozen veggies that we have from the garden last year, because when the wave hits, it's going to hit in a big way. And Gary had taken this huge um, thing of lettuce, red lettuce, and I still have, I can make two more big salads out of that. Well, now we have the romaine coming in. So it's like, you know, I'll be eating the greens, but I have to be careful of eating green veg vegetables now because some, a lot of these vegetables have purines in them and I'm prone to, um, if people don't know what purines are, purines are, um, naturally in foods they're naturally in a lot of meats they're naturally in a lot of vegetables specifically green vegetables i should be okay with salad but what happens is if you have too many purines they crystallize within your bloodstream and they go to your feet and cause gout which is referred to as the rich man's disease I did not know it was called a rich man's disease, but yeah, I, you know, you, you know, and that's the thing is, that, you know, people, you know, our bodies keep changing, you know, every so, every like every seven years, I say your body does a reset and you don't really know what the outcome is going to be sometimes. And interesting, I love inflammation uh, is a, a very precarious element in so many different issues with so many different uh, either ailments, diseases, whatever it may be, a lot of them have that same common thing about inflammation because inflammation is just plays havoc on your body for so many different reasons. Yeah, it's the precursor to uh, many cancers. In fact, the, the rate is very high. It's the last time I looked, it was like 96, 97% that's kind of high. So you want to kind of, for instance, if you, let's say have Crohn's disease and you're eating something that you shouldn't be eating, that adverse react, reaction, even though it's a gastrointestinal type of thing is causing inflammation. Inflammation raises different cortisol levels, right. and which th that's what cancers and all that kind of stuff like to feed on. So you know, if you're suffering from different types of ailments, like if you notice after you eat something, like I have to be very careful with dairy now. And I'm, in fact, I had back, you know, I love cheese. I've backed way, way off on cheese, 
have to be very careful with it. In fact, <coughs> I made the dogs frosty paws and that's uh, ripe bananas, peanut butter and plain yogurt. So a human can eat the frosty paws, but when Gary says, oh, I'm gonna have a frosty paw, you know, I think of, ooh, like I don't wanna eat that. But I tried a little, I haven't tried it before and I tried a little taste and I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if it was because, <laughs> you know, we're giving it to the dogs because they like a frozen treat this time of year. Right. You know, it was a kind of a mind game kind of thing with me. But yeah, I'm not sure that I could eat a frosty. I just, I'm not kind of throw that out there. I'm not really sure about that. <laughs> well, you will want to have the frosty pod that they make at, um, <laughs> for instance, uh, in the frozen food aisle or. Uh, what's that ice cream place um, over in Hamden? They have a frosty paw there because it has like dog food bits in it. So obviously you don't want to have that, but this is just all natural. It's just the yogurt, banana and, and peanut butter. You mix it together. And, and I've got the little, um, I've got the ice cube trays that are the little ice cubes. So I put it in there. And so they're a little, you know, just enough for the dog. Yeah, just enough for the dog. That's awesome. Yeah. And of course, Gary needs at least three or four of those. Of course. I mean, why not, right? Yeah, I mean, there, there's so many good alternatives out there to really, you know, still feel like you're having that dairy, you know, like, like a grilled cheese. They make the vegan cheese. And a lot of people say, ooh, but I'm telling you, when it's melted, like, to me, I don't really taste a huge difference. I use the uh, vegan sprinkles, the cheese for Parmesan cheese. It's their version. They also have, um, uh, you know, their version of mozzarella, cheddar. I use vegan ace, which actually Hellman's has a nice vegan ace, but Wally World was out of it today. So I bought another brand. But there, there are already so many different things. And, you know, this happens when we age. We just, you know, our bodies cannot sustain either the same types of foods or the richness of foods or the makeup of foods because our body's changing. So even though we may, it may have been something we were able to enjoy 10 years ago, we are living proof that, you know, every decade goes by and your body just, it shifts in such a way, your appetite slows down a little bit. We know our um, metabolic rate, everything slows down. And, you know, we just can't tolerate the same kinds of foods. Now we gone out to dinner not last night, the night before, celebrating uh, one of our uh, favorite couple's anniversary. And we were out with a bunch of people. And, you know, I think John ordered key lime pie. Why not? You're in Florida, right? A couple of the guys ordered key lime pie and somebody else, I think, ordered some sort of tart. And literally, when I say I took a taste, it was probably the size of uh, not even a dime. I mean, they were all laughing at me. And I said, no, I'm, I just... I, you know, I just wanted to, you know, I love key lime pie, but, you know, of course it's got the nice whipped topping and I just can't do those things. I just say just a little bit just to get that limey, you know, lime flavor, which is so good, especially in Florida, if you get a really good baker. And, you know, this particular baker uh, that bakes for this restaurant does an amazing job. But, you know, our body show, and I, it, and it's not a question of, in that case, depriving, it's, it's preservation. You know, you have to decide, 
depending on what the outcome is of you not feeling well, and people is, you know, could be that they're in the bathroom, they get a stomach ache, they'll get a headache, some will get a rash. Is it worth it? You know, in my eyes, I just, I can't see my body going through that trauma because that's what it is. Your body's saying, hey, I can't eat this. I can't tolerate this. Why are you putting this in my system? So if you knowingly know you're putting in stuff that, and, you know, it's one thing if you're taking a smidget, but if you are really eating something that you know your body's not going to react to, the only person that you can complain and to is the person in the mirror that's reflecting back at you because it's your job to know what's good for you and what's not good for you. And it, you know, it's just, it is what it is. We can't, you know, we can't stop our bodies from changing. We can't stop our metabolism from doing what it's doing or, you know, the different types of how food is produced and manufactured and how it changes and that inflammation comes. We just, we're not in control of that. So, but what we are in control is knowing, hmm, I better not put that in my body. I'm not going to get a good reaction. I, I personally, it's not worth it to me. It's just right. not. Exactly. And, you know, sometimes you have to do, you know, certain things like for instance, apples a few years ago, I think it was about two or three years ago. I love apples. I pretty much have an apple or two a day. But then I started to notice after I ate an apple, I didn't feel so well. So I kind of, you know, the health coach in me, I kind of dove, dove into it and did a lot of research and come to find out a lot. So when an apple starts in body, like if you've been eating an apple your whole life and basically the, all the articles and research said the same thing that sometimes just like all of a sudden you can't handle the the skin from the apple. So I immediately started, you know, I cut an apple and I peeled the, you know, peel the skin off. Right. No problem. No. And, and, you know, they've got those great apple slicers now and, you know, so you, you push it down and now you got the nice slices and it makes it easy. You just turn it over and, you know, take a little knife and pluck the, the skin off. It makes it quite easy. Yeah. And if you yeah. know, it's the same thing for me with like wine. I can't drink the, like I used to love wine and I still love wine, but sadly I could only have like a list of little bits of it because of the tannins and, and the skin and stuff. It just it bothers me. Yeah. And with the apples, I like to heat them up. It's like mm -hmm. a, a crustless apple pie. Yeah. The cinnamon, mm -hmm. butter. Ooh. Yeah. Good yeah. stuff. And every now and then I buy that vegan ice cream. And for the life of me, I got to ask Ryan about that because I can never remember the name of it. And he's like, mom, it's whatever. And I can't think yeah. of it. Yeah, I've never, I haven't tried any vegan ice cream. I, 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 Very I, good. Is it good? I'll have to, I'll have to try that. Because yeah, I've been just, I've been staying away from, you know, sugars and, and you know, I'm, I'm sure there's some sugar in it to a certain degree, but sure. um, you got to give it some flavor, right? Mm -hmm. it's trend, trending Thursday you know you be the trendsetter you you know set the tone of your own health your wellness your mindset which is something that we have to work on over and over again you never stop working at that and then really just having that conversation with ourselves and saying you know what I uh, you know I'm going to be me I'm going to be authentically me and you know I'm going to set the trend for what makes me feel good and so so many times you see especially with social media 
so many people trying to be someone else or, you know, you're following their footsteps so much so, but then you're like, you, you don't have your own identity. And so that's what I think should be trendsetting is that people should be themselves, have their own identity, uh, goofy, uh, warts and all, because that's what makes you authentically you. And when you are authentically you, uh, you naturally will attract other people that, you know, like, like that vibe, like people that are real. And, you know, it's such a, it's a, it's a good time uh, to really kind of, I don't know, reevaluate where we are. And that changes just like our bodies change, just like our gut changes. So what would be the one thing you would say to the audience about being a trendsetter? Trendsetter, being a trendsetter to me is not about keeping up with something. It's about making a statement on your own that feels so good that you are in alignment with whatever that may be. You know, there's always something going on on the circle. You know, who knows? So I would have to say, it's about making your own path and not feeling like you have to follow a path. That's, to me, what a trendsetter is. Yeah, I always think of a trendsetter as an innovator in their in their own you know in their own space. You know that they they uh, they have something of value and they want to share it in such a way that's uniquely relatable to who they are and that represents them and not necessarily to push something or pull something, but rather just to, you know, to impact, you know, for all impacting people in a positive way, whether it's with products, whether it's with adding value to one's person, their life, uh, their motivation, their passion, these are all good things. So I like to see uh, things trend setting in that, in that light, in that spirit. Yeah, because the trends may not be the trends, but the trends are what you make of it. There's a word riddle for you. I haven't done one of those in a while. That's right. And then the other thing too, is like, you know, so what's trending? When I hear also the word trending, I think of fads. And fads come and go like a yo-yo. They do. And sometimes they're reinvented and they come back. Yeah, like the slinky. Remember the slinky don't going down the stairs? Mm -hmm. Here's a thought for you. What if your what if your staircase was a spiral staircase? Would it still slinky down the stairs? Who knows? I think it would if it was on the inner part of the, the uh, step. Quite possibly. We'll have to check that out. It just keeps, you know, I don't know. I may have to get a lot of these stairs anymore, but you may have to go get a slinky and check it out. I may just have to do that. Who like who knows? You, you the other thing uh, that I noticed really, and this is not nothing new. It's pretty much over the last 18 months or so is bell bottoms. Really? Yes, we well, when I when I wore bell bottoms, which was obviously 60s, early 70s, you know, and then they eventually went to the straight leg or whatnot. Now they're pretty they're pretty back in style in all shapes and forms. So it's kind of funny. And I'm like, yeah, I wore them. There's a trends because that could be the boot cut. Yeah, remember the boot cut? John used to wear the boot cut. I remember that. 
And what really does that mean? So if you had the boot cut, you couldn't wear your flipping sneakers. Like what exactly does that mean? I think it was because guys back then wore more boots with the little heel. So maybe they were a little bit longer and the width of it wasn't quite it wasn't a bell bottom, but it, it belled out enough. But they called it a boot cut because it was just enough to cover the, the, the boot, but not, you know, the real wide bottom. So. Yeah, I've been noticing, and I've been noticing it for a while, but over really, because, you know, you're in the middle of one season, and of course, you know, uh, stores and whatnot are pushing the next, you know, seasons of clothes, so I just seen bell-bottom pictures everywhere. I don't know if they call them bell-bottoms anymore, but that's what they are. They're bell-bottoms. Bell-bottoms. So that, in, in my head, that's what I've been seeing lately, but yeah. Trend setting, trend setting Thursday. This is a good day for you to shine and show what you have and be the trendsetter. So people say, hey, I want what she's got. I want what he's got. What, what are they doing? What are they doing that's so good that's working for them that I want some of that too? Curiosity is what got the cat. Mm -hmm. And on that note, <laughs> my name is Janice, AKA Wellness Diva 5.0, and I'm with two. This does, and this is Carol Sir, aka Naughty Boss, trying to figure out this whole trend setting, bell bottom, slinky thing going on. We hope that you've enjoyed your trending Thursday. And again, you be the trendsetter. You show people what your value, your kindness, your passions, and you will promise you you'll lock arms with other people that feel that same way. It's a good feeling when you you connect with people that you you know feel good about those things. And we will see you tomorrow for fantabulous friday we love that day as well we like every day of the week but we love our different themes and that is the day that guess what happens you get to celebrate you we get to celebrate you i get to celebrate you and i get to celebrate me how cool is that we all celebrate each other with goodness kindness passion about what we accomplished and even maybe some things we didn't accomplish but at least we took the step towards that goal with that we'll see you tomorrow fantabulous friday everyone have a good night take care bye-bye